We're currently in the Mindset series, and in today's episode, we will be answering the question of how to create healthy leadership mindset habits. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, welcome. This weekly podcast was inspired to help new managers to overcome the challenges of managing and leading people. I am Lisa Lam, and along with Sawana Ali, have a combined experience of over 50 years in leadership and management roles. We understand and know the struggles and rewards of leading a team. We believe that you should not be facing your challenges alone. To find out more, check out our respective sites at lisalamcoach.com and sawanaali.com. Let's get going. We know that the culture of an organization is determined by the leader. The leader determines the tone, the drive, the atmosphere, and the overall culture of the organization. The question we want to answer is, how can you, as a leader, create healthy mindset habits? If the culture and environment of the organization is determined by the leader, then how, as a leader, can you help the team with these healthy mindset practices? Mindset that is to drive innovation, to promote a safe and secure environment, one that encourages and challenges limiting beliefs, and to succeed in an ever-challenging environment. For example, when I was working at Microsoft in the late 90s, the mindset was very centered around growth, achieving stretch goals, beating the competition at any cost, and an internal culture of being open and honest. That was the leadership mindset of Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer. And that was how the company was run. In every goal that we had, it was not just about achieving the goal, it was about exceeding the goal. It was about growing market share, beating the competition. The people that worked during that era and the culture as a result of that were fairly aggressive go-getters who were motivated by those targets. We were brash and even considered arrogant because we were focused on not just hitting our targets, but we wanted to be overachievers. Fast forward to today, the culture and mindset of Microsoft is very different. Why? Undoubtedly, it is because of a new set of leaders. This new team, with its different mindset from the previous one, creates, promotes a different mindset, which leads to changes in the cultural and environment. Leaders and their mindsets drive how an organization leads, works, manages, changes, innovates, and faces opportunities and challenges. With so much at stake at the hands of leaders, how can we then ensure, help, and encourage you as fellow leaders to be watchful of your respective mindsets and biases? How can leaders establish a healthy mindset and a healthy mindset monitoring system? So, Sal, what are some of your thoughts around this? Great question, Lisa. We have seen a lot of situations on how leadership and mindset biasness affect organizations. Leaders are expected to inspire people. It is pretty easy to determine inspirational leaders, actually. Remember, there are people whom you meet and you get elated as you sense the positive vibes all around. You just feel good, enjoy engaging with them, and keep wanting more. This is the definition that I subscribe to in describing healthy mindset leaders. Starting with these positive vibes, leaders can influence others to follow their vision of healthy mindsets in terms of achieving growth, being positive amid challenging situations, and 
holding integrity, for instance, as well as balancing the needs of profit and well-being. What I've learned in working with many bosses during my career in the corporate world is that there are a few tenets required to establish healthy mindset in an organization. Healthy mindset in organization means the establishment or creation of a vibrant, energetic, safe and supportive environment for everyone to work together. These standards are number one, start with good hires. Hiring right is essential and you need to be very clear on the type of people that you want to be a part of your team. Celebrate diversity. Select the right attitude and the right fit to the culture of your organization. For instance, in my previous organization, we look for three key qualities when hiring. Smart, hardworking, and get the job done. Number two is value systems. You have to define your value systems. And as a leader, you must walk the talk to demonstrate that you live by these value systems. Some examples of value systems include honesty, integrity, open and respectful, being self-critical, and so on. Number three, create your unique culture or your DNA. Culture is basically collective behaviors of your people, so it can be created and it can be changed by changing our behaviors. For instance, an organization who promotes innovation will adopt a culture of encouraging its people to be creative, think out of the box, and initiate new ideas. What happens if the people make mistakes? Obviously, they are not penalized. In fact, good mistakes are encouraged. The three tenets that I just mentioned need to be supported with consistent enforcement through a two-way feedback process as you need to continuously improve and sustain the healthy mindset in your organization. Other than these tenets, what are the considerations that we should be mindful about, Lisa? Yes, El. Those are great ideas how leaders can establish a healthy mindset. Another aspect of healthy mindset is to be aware or conscious of what our natural biases are. One of the pitfalls that we are all prone to is not being aware of certain mindsets that could creep in to what was once a healthy or good mindset. In other words, blind spots could appear. To maintain and sustain healthy mindset, one of the systems that we need to have in place is to be aware of our unconscious biases that will eventually influence and impact our mindset. Let me just give you three simple examples of unconscious biases that can have a huge impact. Number one, affinity bias. The affinity bias is one where we surround ourselves with people who think like us and respond like us. It is very natural for us to get along with people who are like us, who act like us. It is easy. This shows itself in, for example, hiring someone, and during an interview process, we naturally have an affinity with someone who has a similar background, experiences, or who even answers a question the way we would. The danger here is that we would hire people based on what fits, but not necessarily what could add or bring more into the group or the organization. Number two, confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is when we favor information that confirms what we believe. This shows itself in situations where you surround yourselves with people who will tell you what you want to hear. The danger with this is as leaders, we end up hearing only the things that we want to hear. Over time, 
we would be blinded to what could actually be happening and that requires or which requires a shift in our leadership or direction of the organization. As leaders, we must always be aware and have a culture where feedback, especially from those who do not have the same mindset or thinking or approaches, are to be encouraged. As leaders, to always be open to feedback to change or modify course when required. Number three, authority bias. Authority bias basically refers to when an idea or an opinion is given more attention or thought to, to be more accurate because it is provided by an authority figure. For example, you as the leader. You and I know that no person is ever 100% correct or 100% correct all the time. We are all prone to making mistakes. A healthy way once again to ensure that the authority bias does not creep in is to have people around you who are willing to give you their thoughts and opinions in a safe and secure environment. One of the keys to ensuring that our mindset is leading the organization in the appropriate direction is to have a strong feedback culture. If you would like to learn more about feedback, We have made an 8-episode series around feedback, and you could check that out after this podcast. So, Sel, what do you think about other methods to have in place for a healthy mindset monitoring system? Yeah, Lisa, as a matter of fact, I do have one more point to add. High degree of self-awareness is a prerequisite to monitor a healthy mindset. In fact, I believe that everyone in the organization needs to learn about self-awareness. In a nutshell, Self-awareness is about knowing your internal state, preferences, resources, and intuitions. Such awareness will equip you with the ability to understand your relationship with others and how your actions will impact people. While you cannot control any type of external factors, you will be able to decide on how you want to react to specific situations. The best route is always to choose something constructive alongside of happiness and win-win for both parties. For instance, if you have an altercation with your colleague and he was being nasty to you, being self-aware, you will choose to react in a positive way. You may say something like this, I think we should just talk later to sort things out. You seem very angry right now. Being self-aware helps you to take things in the right perspective and react constructively in any given situations. Your path of thinking would always be about evaluating the overall situation objectively without blaming others. In fact, one of the key questions that you would be asking yourself is what I could have done differently. Just imagine if your entire organization is filled with highly self-aware employees. The healthy mindset of your organization will flourish and it will systemically reject anything toxic that may emerge. Thanks for sharing, Zell. We have covered a lot of information and details, so let me summarize. Number one, the mindset of a leader will determine the direction of the organization. Number two, healthy mindset habits can be established by being aware of what your current mindsets are, what are your unconscious biases that may influence or impact your mindset, and some of the systems you're able to put in place in order to keep you in check. Number three, a strong feedback culture in the organization is one of the keys to ensuring a strong and healthy environment for leadership mindsets. 
So how would you go and put this into practice? 1. Get to know your current mindset. What is your current mindset? How do you view a challenge or opportunity? Do you empower or control your team? How do you view resources and its impact? Are you a learner or resistant to change? Number two, identify the people whose mindsets may be similar or different from you. Know who to bring into your circle to help, to enhance, to challenge your thinking and plans. Be aware of your unconscious biases. Number three, encourage feedback from your peers, your direct reports, and your managers. A growth or a learner mindset is critical in order for continuous improvements. So, how have you put some of these things into practice? Those are interesting point, Lisa. You definitely want to work on having healthy mindsets department or organization. Just to recap, I mentioned earlier about the three tenets that I subscribe to in creating healthy mindsets. Essentially, they are number one, hire the right people with the right mindset. Number two, determine the right value systems. And number three, create the aspired culture or the DNA of the organization. In addition to the three tenets, we must establish a systemic feedback process for continuous improvement. This will ensure that everyone in the organization is super focused on continuous learning and improvement. We should support people making smart mistakes to encourage them to think out of the box and try new ideas. So how have I put this into practice? The key starting point is, of course, about knowing yourself and understanding the key critical success factors of your department. For instance, I know that I am quite flexible in the mindset category. I mean, I can be fixed or growth, and I can change my mindset based on what I aspire to accomplish. I understand fully that the key success factors of my department are having diverse team members who are smart and believing in continuous improvement. I will make sure that my hires meet these criteria and complement each other effectively as much as possible. Based on this, I can start looking for the right hire. Another critical success factor for my department is my team members need to be supporting each other and having this mantra of we are better together. To cement such working spirit, I determine the value systems and work principles that in the long term will systemically generate the culture or DNA of my department. Values that we subscribe to, for instance, are high integrity, continuously improve, and consistently innovate. Supporting this, we have targeted communication programs such as an e-newsletter celebrating our monthly best practice stories on how our team members demonstrate such values in their work and some foundation training programs for all team members, such as the famous Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and Giving and Receiving Feedback Effectively, to name a couple. Periodically, we will conduct a short survey as well to determine the Department Health Index. Specific interventions will be applied based on the outcome of such a survey. Interventions such as do we need to add new training programs or do we need to create a new communication program initiatives or even it could be should we stop doing certain things that are not effective. We need to be mindful that this is an ongoing process in which you must continually improve over time. 
You can principally achieve this through the ongoing feedback process that you establish in your department or organization. In a nutshell, that's how I did it, Lisa, in creating healthy mindset habits in my department. Thanks, Sal, for sharing how you have put that into practice. We hope that you have learned at least one thing that you're able to apply into your leadership practice. Please subscribe to the podcast and let us know what you would like to learn next. And give us your feedback as we aim to continuously improve on what we're doing. Check out our respective websites at lisalamcoach.com and sawanaali.com. Take care and remember, you're not alone in your struggles as a manager. 